Hardy's two for five dollar breakfast bake goodness into your morning. Choose a biscuit with sausage and egg, biscuit and gravy, or French toast dips. Any two, just five dollars. Hardy's goodness in the making. These items only. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included. Drivers, start your engines. What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the NASCAR DFS podcast. Uh, our buddy Dan Malin is on a business trip for his other job at the moment. Uh, so we are joined by Mr. Edward Rouse. What's up, Rouse? How are we doing this week? What is going on, Cells? Uh, it's a crazy week, right? We're at the point of our sports lives where everything is going on all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm going everywhere all at the same time. I'm sure you are as well, but, um, and I'm also a sad Blaney fan. Um, he's really uh, shifted down in the standings, huh? Yeah, it's not been it's not been a good run for him of late. His dream of making the championship without getting a win is looking uh, looking a little dicey right now. It's not it's not looking. Here, not let looking me see my solid. dad joke again. He's a little shifting down. Yeah. In the standings there. Yes, yes. Maybe you should try upshifting. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, um yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But yeah, not a lot of that at Martinsville though. There's not a whole lot of shifting that happens here. Um so yeah, that's the race we've got coming up this week is uh, at Martinsville, the penultimate race of the NASCAR Cup season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one shot left for everybody to get into the championship race at Phoenix. Um so things are going to get a little testy at Martinsville. We've seen it before. Uh, each of the last three, four years or so, uh, things come down to bump and runs, uh, moving people out of the way that others don't like. Uh, we've seen fights break out here, right? Didn't Who who started fighting during Martin Truex's uh, race-winning interview a couple of years ago? Somebody, somebody was, I think it was Logano and somebody. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, when in doubt, blame Logano. Um, so, you know, we've, we've got a pretty interesting group of four drivers that might make it to the to the championship. Unfortunately, um, one that I didn't want to be locked in is the one that's locked in, <laughs> Joey Logano. But, Isn't it weird that nobody's winning in these playoffs? Like, I feel like every year, at least... Almost every race, one of the playoff drivers wins, but this year has been just insane. Like nobody, none of the playoff drivers that better left are winning. It's yeah, crazy. like Larson has the dominant car at Miami. It's like, dude, you showed up a little too late, man. Like <laughs> yeah, just a bit outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, plus, if you didn't have him for DFS, you were basically screwed. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a little unfortunate. There, there was a lot of drama. In the uh, Homestead race, though, with uh, Truex missing his pit and then trying to blame, <laughs> trying to blame it on another driver. Like, yeah, eh, I like how he just said, "Screw it, I'm getting in there somehow." <laughs> just completely, it just spun his car. <laughs> Basically, it was like, "Oop, I missed the off ramp. I, I got to make a move here." Yep, I'm gonna go right through the water barriers. I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and then blamed everybody else for the problem. <laughs> Um, so that, that seems like a kind of a JGR thing to do at this point, right? 
Um, little sad for Tyler Reddick, who looked to be all set up for a very good Homestead race and then, mm-hmm. you know, got bit again at an intermediate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll move on here to Martinsville. Uh, the paperclip, as it's called, because it is short and it is kind of tight corners and relatively long straightaways for such a short track. Um, so it kind of looks like a paperclip if you look at it from the top. It is the oldest track in NASCAR. It's the only one that's been on the schedule every single year of the NASCAR schedule since the sport started in like 1947. Um, but I want to start it off with this. What what are we looking for this week, given how the next-gen cars have been absolutely terrible at short tracks? Ooh, um, yeah, I don't... <laughs> what are we looking for? I, I really don't know. Um, it's hard to pass, right, once you get behind? Yes. I've noticed that on, on the short tracks, that once you get behind, you're not coming back. Any mistake at all, Ryan Blaney, you're not coming back. It's so that's the one thing I noticed where it, it seems like the older cars, you're able to get back into a race a lot easier than, than you can with these. And that's that's one thing I've noticed. Uh, what else have you noticed with them on these short tracks? Yeah, you're right. It It is been relatively tough to pass at these short flat tracks this year, um, which kind of stinks because short tracks used to be a whole lot of like you could pass. It was tougher, obviously a whole lot less room to do it, but you could pass. But this next gen car seems to have taken that ability away from people. And I'm not sure exactly why uh, that's the case. I don't know if it's an aero thing or the wider wheels just don't work as well on short tracks. I'm not sure. Maybe it's evened out the playing field a little bit more. And that's why we've also seen more winners this year as well. I mean, it's true. It has, it has even that out, but like, even the guys that are fast are the ones we kind of expect to be up there on short tracks. It's just sure. like if you're leading, you cannot you're like nobody's going to dig it from you unless your pick crew screws up or you get beat on a restart. Um, so keep that in mind. There are 500 laps in this race. Um, so it's going to be a long, long grinding race here at Martin. Long Sunday. Yeah, they're going to be clicking them off pretty quick. But I expect stage three to have a whole lot of cautions as guys try to uh, make moves to make the playoffs because every every spot on that racetrack is going to matter. It's a pretty tight, pretty tight field um, in terms of points. So that's a little bit of what we're looking for is, uh, you know, a whole lot of laps led here. And I'm not looking to play a whole lot of people starting towards the back because. Again, it's tough to pass. So if it's tough to pass and it's a short track, that means you're probably going to get lapped pretty quick. I don't want guys that are getting lapped because that caps how far up in the field they can move. So yeah, uh, this is a hard race to judge, to put any type of lineup together. I was trying last night without seeing the qualifying. It's just yes. because of that reason. It's just a really tough one. Right, because if we go based off track history, that's great. But like, if you go based off of what happened here in the spring... It was a little counter to what you know what track history said. Like guys were not moving up. Um, you could just hold the lead for a couple hundred laps at a time. Um, and speaking of that, there are new tires this week 
Ford Goodyear at Martinsville. They changed the tires from the spring. So, um, so that's another little wrinkle tossed in here too. Um, so with that, why don't we start breaking down, breaking down some of the drivers here. Who are the top guys, the top, the top price guys you're looking at? Obviously Blaney's on that list. Uh, but who who else? <laughs> I don't know. I I'll, I'll be honest with you. Well, hey, let's just start with Blaney right now. Obviously, um, the last two races, he's d- kind of done it to himself, right? He was dominating two weeks ago, and then last week he was up there again, and still he just makes mistakes. And every year in the playoffs, he find a way. He finds a way to make some sort of mistake to take him out, or his team does. Like when he got docked a hundred points or whatever three years ago. Uh, or last, I forgot what happened last year, but he made a mistake as well last. It's like this combo with him. And if he's going to be racing hard and the key of your your lineups is to finish a race, um, I don't know if he's a must-play, as he's always been in my book this week. Um, so you bring, up, you bring up some good points. Is he's been fading a little bit down the stretch here. This well, just in the third stage. In the first two stages, he's fantastic. Well, that's true. That's true. That's long been a problem. Because when you race uh, the stage racing, is that we have the first two stages figured out, and then we all just got to hang on for the third stage. Um, now, I will say that in these six shorter, flatter tracks that they've run on this year, like Gateway and a couple of Richmond races, and um, obviously the first Martinsville race, Phoenix can be tossed in there, New Hampshire, um, you know, places places like that. Blaney has three top fives in those six races this year. He has the second best average finish of anybody in the field. He does need a win, though, right? To have any type of chance? Not necessarily, but... Let's see. Let's double check the NASCAR standings here because I don't remember them. He's 18 below the cut. And William Byron Hamlin are minus five plus five. Elliot's plus 11. He doesn't necessarily need a win. Um, I would say that Briscoe and Bell definitely do. They're 33 and yeah, they're 44 below. Although technically Bell doesn't. It depends on stage points. But like if Blaney wins the first two stages and then beats but let's say Byron doesn't get any stage points. Blaney wins the first two stages and then he finishes two spots ahead of Byron, he's tied him. And he has the advantage because he has the stage win. And he would if they have I don't know where their average finishes or what their finishes have been so far this stage, but that would be the tiebreaker, would be the highest finish. Okay, uh, but he's going to be pushing for the win, so he'll be up there racing yeah. hard. And, yes, um, so there, there's a shot. Obviously, the win solves all of his problems. Yes. Um, but there's a shot for him to make it without, uh, without getting... The win. Now, the more interesting one to me is Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Who is currently below the cutoff. Yeah, minus five. Minus five. So, again, doesn't need a win, just needs a solid day and somebody else to screw up. Byron, most right. likely. Yes. However, he hasn't paid Chastain back. Who's second in the standings right yeah, now. Yeah, he hasn't... <sighs> And he hasn't so, really gotten the opportunity because he's been in all these races to make the finals, right? And and ultimately, a championship is more important to him than getting watermelon out, you know? Well, so okay, but let's say that Denny Hamlin has a bad day at 
at Martinsville. Let's say and he's like car, minus 40 at the time. And <laughs> let's say the car isn't great because if we look back at the last six, yeah, he hasn't been good at the short tracks, tracks has he? this year. Denny Hamlin has not been good. Yeah, he has not been good at all. Um, and the average, I mean, he's been he's been okay, but like 14.3 isn't great. He does have a win, but it's a little bit hit and miss for him, right? So he has a win, a fourth place finish, a sixth place finish. And then he's got like a 28th and a 34th. So. Mm, Narrative. The narrative. I like it. If it's a bad race for him. And he is complaining like he did the last time we were at a short flat track where he was wondering why the hell he was running 30th. Technically also every race he complains as well. Yes. Well, that's true. (laughs) But Chastain does not need a win to seal his, he just needs to have a solid race. He's 19 points to the good. Correct. So if Hamlin's having a craptastic day, which is not like out of the realm of possibility, does he target Ross Chastain? Knock him out. And then Blaney and, and Byron gig, gig will get in. Because at that point, Hamlin's like, I'm not making it. Neither are you. And I knocks can... out Chastain. Well, I'll tell you what, we all need to watch on Sunday. Cause that's going to be exciting. If that happens, that'd be ought to be fun. But I mean, I'll be watching. Yeah, anyways. I mean, it's I mean, it's happened in Martinsville before, right? Hamlin has done yep. it personally like three times in the last four years. He did it to Chase when he got on the restart, and then he got booed by his own. Home oh, yeah. <laughs> when he sent Chase Elliott, and he was like, "Well, I got tapped from behind," which was a load of crap. There's no one behind. Was behind him. Um, and then he also blocked Bowman. From celebrating here because he's too. petty and obnoxious. Um, so, yeah, Martinsville has a thing for getting under Denny Hamlin's skin, and I could totally see that happening again this week. Well, I'm, well, I'm counting on it. <laughs> now that you said it, I'm counting on it. So let's go. He's also, by the way, 11-4, so that's a little steep. He that's is a, expensive. Yeah, he's the f- most expensive playoff driver. That's I don't know if I'm paying up 11-4 for Hamlin. Yeah, I don't know that I'm... <sighs> I find it so hard to pay up for like a lot of these guys. I mean, Elliot can just kind of coast in the top 10 his way to the championship. He doesn't. Byron yeah. needs to race. Blaney needs to race. Logano can just do nothing. He could just sit on the sidelines or he right. could help Blaney. Exactly. That would be nice if one of Blaney's teammates actually helped him for once. <laughs> I heard that laugh. Sales. I heard that laugh. Uh, Chastain's going to be looking out for Hamlin. Maybe this is a week where you just kind of mid-tier it. Go just mid-tier the whole lineup. Well, it depends on qualifying, like we said earlier, but right. you could. It is, this oh, is by a, the way, Bubba Wallace is back after his suspension, correct? Yeah, he's back. Yes, he is back. Um, the one race suspension is done. Speaking of that, Stuart Haas lost their appeal in the <laughs> suspension for Cole Custer. Well, the, uh, the penalties for Cole Custer. Um, with his crew chief and the hundred thousand dollar fine and the, you know what that they lost that appeal. So Cole Custer's probably not coming back next year. No. Um, there is apparently a fight between Tony Stewart and Gene Haas as to what they're doing with Cole Custer. He's he's been terrible. I mean, I've said this he on, on this been. podcast before. He had yeah. he he lucked into one win, got rookie of the year. Other than that, he's been straight trash. <laughs> yeah, he got he got rookie of the year because of a very good final two laps at Kentucky. That was correct. It. That was it. That track's not even on the schedule anymore. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, th there's a debate going between do they want to stick with Custer or call somebody up from the yeah. lower levels. Um, I've seen enough of Custer in two years. Get him out of here. That's what I say. I think most people agree with that, that it's a waste of a what we would call a big team yeah. seat, but I, I don't know. It's, it's clearly not up to us to decide if Custer keeps the sponsorships and the money, then he'll keep the right, because that's what it that's what it comes down to. And I'll continue um, to not play him in DFS. That's true. That is, <laughs> that is true. Um, I don't know what we're doing with Truex this week, to be perfectly honest. Shoot, I don't know what I've been doing 95. with Truex for a while now. He's, uh, he's priced in 95. He's had nice speed recently on the mile and a half. He has. Now, uh, 95 is a pretty decent price for him for a GPP. You know, he's not in that 10 tier where he has been. Um, he's a pretty good short track driver. Uh, he's won here a couple of times in the last yeah. few in the last few races. It's that named. Been... He's named after the course. Basically. So there's there's that narrative. Basically. So 95, so, you could put, put him as your top price driver. And then do the mid-tier for GPPs. This is, by yes. the way, I don't play double-ups in NASCAR. I think everyone knows yeah. that by now. Um, I like it. Yeah, he's had four top seven finishes in short tracks this year. Yep, I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. Um, that's kind of his bread and butter most years. Um, he really wants to keep his win streak going, like, the, you know, consecutive years with wins. Um and who's well, his, I, he's teammates uh, Hamlin and Kyle Busch. So Hamlin's still a yeah. playoff driver. Like, the, does the teammate thing well, matter? Bell, Bell's still in the playoffs, but oh, Bell too. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Does the teammate thing matter this late? Like, will Truex try to like help out Hamlin or Bell if he can to help them win or something to get into to the final, or does he just still kind of racing for himself? I've always like. I mean, technically speaking, you're not allowed to give team orders in NASCAR without getting a penalty, right? Yeah. Like in F1, you could get a guy to back off and and let the other driver go past because they have. Okay, you know how many times I've seen. <laughs> in NASCAR, you can't say it in so many words. But right? okay. there are ways yeah. to kind of kind of set it up that way. Um, would Truex do it? Probably not. He doesn't seem like that type of guy that would. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, Hamlin. Hamlin did help him out at Daytona when he pulled out a line in the stage to help Truex get stage points to try to point his way into the playoffs. Um, oh, which yeah. Wound up, which wound up not necessarily mattering by, like, a couple of points. Um, so, I so I don't know. That's a reasonable question. But it is an intriguing way to start a lineup at 9500 bucks if you're just saying, I don't really want to pay dudes that are $11,000 this week. Cause a lot yeah, of your average remaining player just now is 81. That's right. If you went with else. Truex at 95, you could also take a shot on Kyle Busch in hopes that he Ugh, finds geez. speed. Or it's finds a, his head. He's just been a Maybe, but he does like have the best average now. finish in the field at short flat tracks this year. So, yeah, but not in the last two months. Yeah, not, not so much <laughs> recently. But again, we're building for a GPP, so let's... Actually, recently, he has three... His last three races were top ten finishes. Okay. So maybe you're on to something. Ninth, third, and third. There you go. Third. Yeah. Um, 
I got to keep playing Almendinger because I just think he's fast. The car is fast. He's, he's going to be someone to watch next year if he gets he, full time. He nailed the top 10 at, at Gateway earlier this year on a short flat track. So while everybody says he's a road racer, that is true. He does actually have, um, you know, okay stuff at short flat tracks. Um, so he's he's a guy to watch. Well, that, well I mean, last week he... Started 10th, finished 3rd, right? 52 yes. points. Uh, the South Point, 400. Started 21st, finished 9th, 48 points. Yeah, now, the been... Roval, obviously, that's a, a road course, so, but still, 60 points. Duh. Uh, and then before, I mean, he 44 before that, 49, 50. He's been on a streak of over 44 is his lowest his last since July. I like that. I think you're onto something there, and I, I and he's probably not going to be high on because most people they say, oh, not a road course, not a dinger. So, I like it. Yeah. Um, and so to finish to finish this off here, I put in Eric Amarola because he's a short flat track racer. He's done very well. He's been kind of those screwing with me all year type of guys but i mean yeah but he this is right up his alley for the type of track it is and in terms of average finish this year he's got three top tens including one here in the spring race so um so i like him austin dillon is going to be a guy who nobody's gonna say austin pays attention to this week (laughs) but he's been very good at this style of track yeah and he's kind of on a roll too so yeah also three top tens in his last three yeah, and then that gives us $9,300 to finish off this lineup, <laughs> which gives us Seabell, Harvick, Reddick, Suarez, Briscoe, Bubba's back, Kislowski. Uh, Kislowski's 7500 yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kislowski's 7500 I'm not that intrigued by that price. I'd rather go with Busher at $6,900 um, for the nice play of the week. But what about a guy like Eric Jones? He's kind of had an every other. He's had listen. He's had an every other race thing going. He does. And this he, is in every other race. Well, no, not oh, no. He's been actually. He went 66, 51, 50, 50, then four last week. So he's actually. But he never. He's never done too terrible in a row. Right. Like never. And, if you add in the fact that in Martinsville, he's been pretty good. Now, he did. He has had bad runs at short flat tracks this year. Okay, I'll grant you that. He's had one. He's had two finishes inside the top 15 out of six. Not great. However, at, uh, at Martinsville, he's been a little better. He's finished 8th and 13th in the last two Martinsville races. So he's he's intriguing. I'm not saying I'm finishing my lineup with him. I'm saying he's intriguing. Um, it's too bad. Like I could I could go with like Austin Cindric to put four dudes with A names in the lineup. <laughs> I'll give you an A name right now for that. <laughs> you got A name, Eric Dumbrella, and Austin Dillon all in the lineup. So if you go with we, we can go, <laughs> go with Austin Cindric. Yeah, Cindric's uh, been too inconsistent, man, for me. I would I recently would, he had, he had his run in July where he was like you had to play him ever yeah. since July ended he's just been straight too okay that being said at short flat tracks this year Cindric 
The first two were 24th and 20th. Not great, right? No. Since then, 11th, 11th, 13th, and 12th. Okay. So if he's starting... Yeah, it depends on where he... If he qualifies like in the, the top, last yeah, you're two, not touching him. He finished 13th and 12th, but he started 28th and 33rd. So that's way too good a PD not to go after. Even though we talked about how hard it is to pass in the new car. Yes. <laughs> he still did it. I don't he can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. It depends where he, where he qualifies strictly. If he's in a top 10 qualification, I'm not touching him with any type of pole. See where he, and he, he's been in the top 10. He started 13th and finished 11th with seven fastest laps back here in correct April. Yeah. Which was 37 points at 7,300 bucks. He's now 7,100. So it, <sighs> yeah. it basically yeah. hits 5x. If he does that again, you basically hit 5x. And the fact he's been so inconsistent means he's a great yeah. GPP play with that too. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're selling me. So I'm I'm just saying if we're building for a GPP we could go four A names here we could we could fit four A names and two JGR drivers go in the full A name and still have twenty two I just put Truex Kyle Busch Almendinger Almirola Austin Dillon and Cindric in a lineup you have about two thousand dollars two hundred dollars left see I got Truex Almendinger Bush, Dillon Cindric I don't believe in Amadola too much but then. I'm looking at Tyler Reddick right here at 8,400 to finish this out and wondering what are your thoughts on Tyler Reddick this week? He's he's very tempting considering he blew up last week, right? Like everybody was on Literally. him and then he didn't deliver. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that he's been trending in the wrong direction on short flat tracks this year. So his first finish was third, then 12th, then 18th, 16th, 21st, and 31st. Okay, yeah, that's not the right way. Yeah, that's not that's not the way you want to see the red dog going, right? Like you you want to see it going somewhere else. Um, so I think he's I think he's intriguing, but yeah, it's tough. That would like like this whole the, the trend is going now. the wrong. How about uh, your boy Kozlowski there? I don't want it to say my boy Kislowski. Um I mean, you've been the one that's higher on him this year than I have to start. Well, he's been on a roll lately, last three races, and and, and even on a road course too. Um, last two short flat tracks, he's finished seventh and fifteenth. Yeah, what is well, wow? What's his uh, salary here? Seventy five hundred. That leaves me. Man, he's dude, finished this... third in the last five Martinsville races. Granted. All of these, except for one, were with Penske. This is going to be one of those where I use the fancy alarm lineup generator and just say max salary 10000 and lowest salary, I'd go probably right at above Stenhouse, at, so at 6000 and say yeah, use, really a, use everyone 10% of the time in 50 lineups. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any junk. <laughs> just uh, just use everyone 20% in 50 lineups of all who's left and just... You know, do like the the four dollars to what twenty max? That's what I'm feeling this week. Yeah, heading into uh, qualifying and the, and the weekend practices and whatnot, I'm kind of living in the mid tier right now. 
That's what I'm looking at too. Obviously, that can change if you get a guy who's cheap who qualifies well. Like Harrison Burton has been known to to qualify in the top ten occasionally. Then I'll be looking at the cheap guy because if you're starting that high, the odds of you falling way back here is pretty slim. Still can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want. I'm not banking on the guys that start thirtieth and then bank that they're going to move up. Okay, what if, and what if like, and this seems like it happens every freaking qualification. What if Kyle Busch has something happens and he starts thirtieth or below? Does it make him more valuable or less valuable in this race? It's a very good question because he has a tendency to start or have terrible. I mean, look, look at this. His qualifying has not been great this year at all. No, um, no. I mean. So at Nashville, which was the LA 400, he started 36 and moved up to, okay. So this is going to be a lot because he finished 21st, but that was the race where he should have won and then pitted with like four laps to go and then was stuck in the 20s. Yeah, but he had like 40 fast laps and ended up with like 67 points in that race though, right? Yeah, because he also had 54 laps led. Yeah. He should have have won the race or finished. That was a race where he and Truex were leading and then the... Oh, yes, yes, The yes. restart happened with, like, four to go, and he pitted because he thought <laughs> tires were going to help him, but, like, nobody else pitted, so he started 20th on the restart. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit. He drove up there, but it's also Nashville. You could pass there. Richmond, he started 29th and finished 9th. Okay. So maybe. In that case, I'm going to play him in cash because he's going to be chalk. I think, I think you're right. You play him in cash and you avoid him in GPPs because you avoid that that chalk in GPPs to get leverage in case it doesn't work. But in, Take cash, that lineup. in cash, he would be chalk. And so you play him because if he goes off, you need him to compete. And if he sucks, he's going to hurt everybody the same way. So that's what you do if Kyle Busch sucks at qualifying. So I took him out of my lineup for my GPP, a similar to yours. And it gave me enough money for Blaney. It's a, it's a sign. I mean, it is a sign. Like you were like, I'm shocked he wasn't in your lineup to begin with, man. He is now. I have Truex, the Dinger, president of the Fresno Blaney Association. I am the president, and my daughter's the vice president. <laughs> uh, Mark, I have Truex, the Dinger, Blaney, Dylan, Sindrick, Keslowski. I don't know. I have a sneaking suspicion that Logano is going to weasel his way into one of my lineups at some point. I, you're going to have to. Like the, the guy's been too consistent. The Fords and the Penskes have been fast at short tracks too. Yes. So I know. I mean, I have enough. I have enough to put him in there now because he's ten thousand. So yeah, if I have did. more faith, I could take out either Kyle Busch or Truex and put Logano in. Do one lineup with one, just switch them, right? Yeah, just Why put not? the rest of the the core, yeah. and then switch. Yeah. If you're on like these one guys, or whatever, and this is the week to just switch those guys, do one, and don't worry about really salary too much, right? Because it's, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I'm just this will all change once qualifying happens, so. <laughs> For sure. So with that note, uh, pay attention to the content that's coming out this weekend. Once practice and qualifying is done, we'll have playbooks out, projections. Uh, prize picks video will be out uh, probably Saturday. Um, so check that out. Dan will be back in time to do his normal content load for um, the lower races. And so with that, we will say 
good luck, FA Nation, and enjoy the Xfinity 500 from Martinsville this weekend. Woohoo! Hardy's signature Frisco burger and Frisco breakfast sandwich are the kind of goodness people drive across town for. Classic favorites on a toasted sourdough bun, only at Hardy's. Goodness in the making. Participation may vary.